Welcome to Just Life, where we share our life experiences and lessons to make your life easier. We are on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves, and if you're trying to do the same, you're in the right place. Let's talk about life. Welcome to Just Life with Cicely and Lou, of course, and today we have a very a special topic, I would say, for myself especially. We always say it's a special topic, but this one really hits home. No, so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. People pleasing. Yes. What that entails and how to be not a people pleaser. I always tell people I'm a recovering people pleaser because I feel like I'm better now than I once was, but I think everyone's a little bit of a people pleaser to, mm. it's just like human nature to pl- like want to please others and like have some kind of validation but I have gotten a lot better so um do you want to start off by s- kind of stating like when you noticed that um people pleasing was a problem for you I think it's always been like a problem for me I think oh man this might sound crazy but it, I was probably in like eighth or ninth grade when I realized it was a problem just because I never necessarily been a pushover I would say but if a person is in front of me and they want something, it's very hard for me to say no. Like, super hard for me to say no. Like, especially if it's something I'm like, why not? And sometimes there is a reason to say no besides just the fact that, like, I don't know, they don't deserve it. Like, sometimes people just don't deserve for you to do things for them, you know? Like, why should you always break your back for somebody if they won't do it for you? Like, I, I just believe things to be reciprocal and People-pleasing is this thing where it's like most of the time it's not reciprocal, you know? Of course, there's times you should do things when you're not going to get something back. That's fine. But you shouldn't do ten things and never get anything back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, Before we get too far ahead, if people have never heard of people-pleasing, because I remember when I first heard about this and I was like, what? People-pleasing is when a person who constantly strives to please others, often sacrificing their own wants and needs. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I heard this, um, heard about people-pleasing because I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. Um, It was in 2020. I had a lot of stuff going on. I was a freshman in college. I played soccer for the first time in college. I was Miss Jasper County. So I had a lot of stuff on my plate and I think my people pleasing stemmed from wanting to impress everybody because I kept these titles that were impressive to people. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I had to keep up with this image I had. And the first time I heard this phrase like, oh, like I'm a people pleaser, like blah, blah, blah. And I really dove into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a problem. And that's when I started focusing like, okay, I'm going to start doing things that I want to do for me. And I have to learn to say no. Yeah, it's like, see, the difference between doing something that you don't get something back in return for and, like, because you want to do it and then doing something when you feel like you're strong on and you're doing it is that you trick yourself into thinking the other person made you do it, but really you made you do it because you don't want to disappoint that person. And that's a very big difference between just doing something you want to do just to do it. Like it's like going to volunteer. But I, I think that's the perfect comparison because volunteering is something you don't get anything back from necessarily, but you do it because you want to do it. Now, 
if you have to volunteer because your mom says to you, I don't know, like, you won't be able to watch TV tonight if you don't go volunteer. And you're there and you like, oh, I guess I have to volunteer then because I want to watch TV tonight. Is that the same thing? No, because there's something else behind it. And usually that's what people pleasing stems from. Like You're always doing something because there's an ulterior motive, not because you really want to do it. And low key, people pleasing is selfish in a way because you are trying to control what the other person is going to think of you. So you're trying to control their thoughts before they can even come up with the thought them themselves. Yeah, that's why I think it's just human nature in itself because there is a selfish component to it. It's just you, I think like even like control freaks, people please too, which is, it sounds like it wouldn't make sense, but you want control over how people feel about you and see you. You want people to think you're nice and you're a person that can always go to and depend on. So you do these things and you have this certain control over someone without necessarily manipulating them, you know? It's it's a really weird thing. And I think it also uh, deals with perfectionism. Um, like we talked about in our previous episode, um, you are striving to be this image that you have in your mind that is perfect. Like you are trying to please people by keeping up this image of who you really aren't. And sometimes there are things that um, go along with people pleasing, like not being able to say no, which was another problem I dealt with freshman, sophomore year, um, probably the beginning of sophomore year, end of freshman year, I could not say no. Like when someone said, oh, can you do this? Yeah, sure. Oh, can you come do this for free? Like no money? Yeah, sure. When I really didn't want to do that and I wanted to say no. So I really learned how to say no because I forced myself. I said, even if it's like a little thing and you don't want to do it, you are going to say no. And I learned the power of saying no. And when I started doing it, the first couple of times I was like, wow, this feels good. Yes. You get the power back from yourself, you know, mm -hmm. because you already have it. It's just that you don't realize it. you feel empowered when you say no, because you're like, wow, I really did that. I think that some of this stems from being an athlete, actually. And why I say that is because when you have a coach, especially a very demanding coach, and they tell you things, even wrong things, and you do them anyway, it's like, that's all you know. At least that was me growing up, you know? Like, I didn't really challenge authority much because the way I was raised was, you know, you listen to whoever's in charge. But as I became an adult, it was this thing of like, well, if that's wrong, why should I do it, you know? And adding to that, I think there are times where people-pleasing is, like, unnecessary. Like, for your job, you want to be able to please your boss. As an athlete, you want to be able to please your coach. Yeah, but if, like, they're going to put you in terrible situations, you also want to be able to say, no, well, I'm not doing that. Definitely, and I you think know? there's, like, a line there. But, I mean, I think it is normal to want to please people, especially in those scenarios. Yeah, it's pretty normal to want to please people in general. Like, the opposite of people-pleasing is, like, the narcissist. And it's really funny because I almost think the narcissist has it better to some extent. It's kind of weird how that, like, somebody who selfishly only thinks of themselves still get people to do things for them. I think the people-pleaser likes to please the narcissist. And the narcissist likes to use the people-pleaser. It's like they go hand-in-hand. Hand and you see... Maybe not, maybe not even like romantic relationships, just friendships that are like that too, where there's always this polar opposite kind of thing going on, where there's one person who constantly gets the short end of the stick. It's very intriguing to me that it works like that because 
as a kid growing up, you would think, especially if you were like a people pleaser as a child too, you would think the people pleaser always wins, you know, the nice person and they win at the end of the day. But there are times when the narcissist, the mean person, the selfish person, they win. And as a people pleaser, you get frustrated because you're like, well, what did I do wrong? Like, what? why do they get this and why do not get this? But r- in reality, it's nothing, it's nothing about that. It's just about the kind of people you surround yourself with, you know? I think my people-pleasing problem stemmed back to winning Homecoming Queen. And I know that sounds stupid, but I felt like after I won that I had to be nice and be friendly to everyone all of the time. So I had to keep this image that, like, no one else really thought about it like this. It was just in my brain. Like, I had to be nice to everyone no matter what. Everyone had to like me. And then that's why I was set up to fail because, spoiler alert, not everyone is going to like you. You don't like everyone, and why do you expect everyone to like you? You know what I mean? So that was one of my hardest lessons to learn that um, through this people-pleasing process. That's really interesting, too, just, just because, I mean, you don't have to be nice to everybody just because you're, like, this person with this status, you know? There's, there's almost a level of humility that comes with that, sure, but I think you should keep some of the arrogance from it, too. You yeah. should, like, carry yourself a certain way. Because you have this title, you should think, like, I deserve better. I should be in better positions. But you should also have the humility to be like, I'm just, I'm not always better than everybody. Everybody's not always going to like me. You got to find that perfect balance. And why you store humility is because being humble is just saying, like, you know, sometimes I fall short. Sometimes I'm not the best. Sometimes I am really bad at things. People pleasing stems from that idea that, you know, I must do these things because I must be perfect, like you were saying. And nobody can hit that threshold that's why people pleasers are always disappointed yeah you're setting yourself up to fail and like one of my examples was there's this one girl we we're like frenemies like we're friends and then we don't like each other and we're friends again and I really wanted to be friends with her because I'm like okay like I don't know why we don't like each other like there's no reason so like I really tried to like do everything I could like I'd send her gifts and blah 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 like was super nice but it just never like turned into anything but that's like I'm trying to force something that wasn't there there are going to be people that you don't click with and that just I don't want to say don't like you but like they just don't click with you and that's fine and accepting that will make it so much easier in the long run but I bet that was hard for you especially because you want people to like you I know like you don't always show it but I know you do want people to like you you want people to talk to you and do, as humans do as human beings yeah. that's how we are and you especially you're very social so I know what you're talking about is you were being very outgoing and it wasn't working no. and you were like why isn't it working why doesn't this person become my friend like I want them to like you can do everything you can and sometimes it just doesn't work and that's what I, that was another hard lesson I had to learn is there are going to be some people you click with instantly when you meet them and then there are going to be people that you never click with and it's not like it's not her fault. It's not my fault. It's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about how we became friends. I didn't think you thought you were going to click with me like that at first either, but it kind of happens. Cicely's first impression of me was like a cocky basketball player. I sat in the back of the class and didn't talk to anybody. But once Cicely had a conversation with me 
and we became friends, it was completely different. It, it's like those things come with time too, you know. And, and, and that goes with like you can't judge someone. So. Yeah, sometimes you can, <laughs> but. I think that also kind of appeals to like the people pleasing part of you too. I think that's a positive aspect of it. You can sometimes judge people wrong and be okay with that, mm-hmm. where everybody isn't always okay with that. Sometimes they have this judgment about somebody and they're just stuck on that. Like you must be this way because I think you are. So there is like a positive thing with people pleasing. It's just that it's not always apparent. You give people tons of chances too, probably. That's, I'm, I know I'm that way. I just like, Man, this person will get it if I explain it to them. You know that that's where it all comes down to. You're like, if I just explain to them what's you know what's right and wrong here, they'll get it. And no, some people don't get it, and you just have to accept the fact that everybody doesn't see the world the way you do. And everyone's gonna have different opinions, different beliefs, different values, and it's just you have to accept it. And that goes back to trying to throw a version of yourself onto other people to see you. You can't decide how people see you. You have to let them decide how they see you. And you have to know your true self because you're giving your power away to people when um, they decide your value um, that you deserve. You know what I mean? So how do you um, deal with people pleasing? Like when you catch yourself trying to be a people pleaser, what do you do? Hmm. I mean, I think the projection you're talking about is like an insecurity. That's definitely what it is. Not really accepting who you are and your own internal values. And how I learn to deal with that is just to remind myself what I think of myself and that I can't control all the time what other people think of me. I'm going to be myself. And no matter what happens, I'm going to always be myself. And if people judge me for that or don't want to be around me because of that, then all I can do is accept that. You know, I try my best to just be like, you know what? It is what it is. I tell myself that all the time. It is what it is. I can't change how people feel. I can't make them love me or make them care about me. All I can do is be myself, and that's it. I, that's why I tell myself. If I'm starting to people pleasing, I'm like, why are you jumping through hoops for this person? Have they given you a good reason to jump through hoops for them? And if not... I have to take a step back and really reflect on what it means if I keep doing these things for these people, what that means about the way I view myself. Yeah, I do something similar. I first say no to things I don't want to do. There's a huge power in saying no. It's one of the most powerful words in the world. And um, have respect for yourself. If you don't want to do that, then don't do it. Um, second of all, I when someone doesn't click with me and I don't click with them, I don't take it personal, and I just say to myself in my head, you don't like everyone, not everyone's going to like you. So those are the two things that really help me. Um, I know there's that good people-pleasing too. Like I think that's why I have really good grades, because I have that academic validation that I have to get good grades. And that's kind of like a people-pleasing a well, little bit. Is it, though? Personal achievement. I don't really always see personal achievement that way i think there's something internally driven about that not necessarily externally because i feel like you would be the person that even if nobody could see your grade ever you would still want an a there is a sort of validation from outside of you but that outside validation is also internal in a really obscure way because you have this idea of 
how the world sees you in your head. So it's it's all internal with achievement for the most part, I think. I guess you're right. Yeah. I it would yeah, I agree. Um I now mean, let's go back to being an athlete and dealing with people pleasing. Mm-hmm. So, um do you want to share a story how you dealt with people pleasing while you were an athlete? I think the biggest one was just taking disrespect from teammates and coaches to try to keep peace when in reality I should have prioritized myself a lot more I mean this specifically while I was in college because I felt like I dealt with so much disrespect as an athlete and I felt like I didn't deserve that like I was captain of the team and I was the hardest worker first one there last one to leave a lot of times I Whenever we were in a game, I knew what the other team was going to do. I knew the scouting report. Like, I knew so much, but then nobody cared about the knowledge I had. And I tried to reach out and build those relationships, but it didn't work, you know. And at, at that point, there's not much I could do. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I should get disrespected either. So for me, it was always about, like, just wanting to feel validated by, like, my teammates and the coaching staff and when I didn't get that, I'm like, okay, I'm just take the beating. I'm going to take the verbal abuse pretty much. And it's the worst thing you can do, actually. I think the best thing I did instead of dealing with it was walk away from it because that was, like, the best option I had to be better, especially in my own mind. It started to affect my self-esteem at that point, and I was like, okay, that's too far. And as an athlete, you have to challenge your coaches sometimes. You have to challenge your teammates. You have to, no matter what. If there's something you see and you don't like it, you should speak up about it. If you're a leader for your team, those are the things you do to address issues before they come up and to really put something into action. There's so many times where I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what's going to happen next and just not say anything because I felt like my voice didn't matter. But even if I feel like my voice doesn't matter, I still need to say it. Because when it does happen, and they're like, oh, Lou said that was going to happen. They start they start to notice. Like, oh, he said that was going to happen. He said that was going to happen over and over again. At a certain point, they have to respect you after that. Because you have a certain level of expertise that they don't have. So. I think we see that a lot. Like, your voice does matter. And one voice can change the world. Like, literally. Um, my uh, the only thing I can think about dealing with athletics and people pleasing is um, pl- like actually playing soccer sometimes. Um, a lot of people ask me, wow, you tore both your ACLs. Why are you still playing? And the first time I was asked that, I was like, why am I still playing? Because <laughs> I'm tired of being in pain all the time. I've had two career ending, ending injuries back to back. And I really have to think I'm like, Am I doing this for them or am I doing this for me? Why are you still playing, Cicely? I'm doing it for me. I had to think about it a lot, but I am doing it for me. But that question honestly really got me thinking. I'm like, am I doing this for the right reason? You know, that makes me think about when I walked away. My first thought was, who am I doing this for? You're like, I had the same exact thought. And when I realized that, I was doing this 90% for my parents and my community and for them wanting to see me play instead of actually wanting to play. I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to quit. Like When it's so much about them and not about you, it becomes a chore to do that thing. And you are people-pleasing when you decide to do something 
that's mostly for other people and not for yourself, especially like a sport because a sport takes up so much of your time in college. And I'm like, what could I be doing with this time that's like valuable to me? Yeah, and why do it if you don't want to do it? Because you're not going to be putting forth your best effort. Your mind's not going to be there. You're not going to be wanting to be there, and it's going to show. You know what I mean? Um, what was the worst case of people-pleasing you've ever dealt with in your life? The worst f- case I've ever dealt with? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know, really. Thinking of... I feel like the worst examples of people pleasing always involve romance to some extent. Those are the worst situations to be people pleasing, honestly. You know, with friendships, it can be fine because sometimes it can be reciprocal and it can work out. With professional relationships, it can work out too, you know, because people do appreciate when you do things for them. But with something like love, which makes no sense, it's an emotion and everything's all over the place. People-pleasing can cause you some of the worst issues ever. Like, this might not sound like people-pleasing, but I know this is people-pleasing. When somebody tells you no, they don't want to be with you, right? But then they act like they want to be with you. And you kind of, like, you don't accept the no. You just accept the fact that they act that way towards you because you're trying to not reject them, basically, because they want to, like, have their cake and eat it too. They want you to still like them, even if they reject you. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, exactly. And that's people pleasing when you still indulge in those kind of act, like those kind of romantic things with them, even though they've made it clear they don't want you in that way, but they still entertain you in that way. And it's a disaster because it always ends in the same thing. It's like one person ends up completely destroyed and heartbroken, which is usually the people pleaser, and the other person just ends up with like their ego stroked completely and feeling like the best thing in the world what usually happens is the other person finds somebody else and the people pleaser ends up just stuck like what did i do all this for and that sucks at least to me that's like the worst example of people pleasing i can think of because you get so emotionally invested in a person that you just have no backbone whatsoever i think everybody's been there at least once like at least once are, are you the person that's being the people pleaser in that scenario Usually, Okay. Yes. Um, I would compare that example. Like, this was my, like, worst-case scenario when I realized, like, <laughs> I have a problem. Um, I was sitting down in a restaurant, and they asked me – I don't even remember what the food was. They're like, oh, would you like – oh, I think it was, like, onions on your burger. And I hate onions. I don't want onions. But I was just, like, so used to saying yes. I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, why? Like, why would I do that? You didn't want to say no. <laughs> because I didn't want to say no. And that's when I realized, like, okay, you need to start saying no. So I would purposely ask questions to people and say no to them. Just really? To, just to teach myself, like, it's okay to say no. Like you have to have practice. Yeah. That's and for people to tell me no. Mm. So, like, um, another time at a restaurant, I would be like, oh, do you have this? And they'd be like, no, would you like this instead? No. So I think a lot of people-pleasing stems from, A, knowing what you want, B, knowing who you are, and C, um, just having respect for yourself. Yeah, self-respect is definitely a big one. I think the people-pleaser, they don't have much self-respect at the end of the day because 
they don't choose themselves over other people. And if it's one thing I learned, you have to choose yourself over anybody else, especially if something is detrimental to towards you. You have to choose you. There are there are only certain situations where it's okay to choose other people. I think family, for one, is one. You sacrifice yourself for family. For, I mean, in a romantic sense, your significant other is supposed to be the person you sacrifice yourself for. But they should do that in return for you, too. And then I'm okay with sacrificing myself for, like, my teammates in sport. That's Those are the three scenarios. But... All of those scenarios, there has to be some kind of reciprocation. There cannot be a situation where I sacrifice myself for you and you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, definitely. And I, like I said before, I think there, it's natural to people please. You want to please your boss. You want to please your coach. You want to please your parents. But you need to have that line where it becomes toxic. Like, am I doing this for them? Or am I doing this for me? In your job, you are doing the best you can for yourself, but also to keep your boss happy. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> you know? And I know a lot of people <laughs> struggle with trying to just make their parents proud of them. And a lot of people get involved in jobs they don't even want to work because they just want to keep their parents happy or go to college. They have no idea what they want to do in college, but they go because their parents told them to and they want to make their parents happy. And I think that's a form of people-pleasing, too. That was me for very long. When I came to college, I came as an athlete, so of course I didn't know what I wanted to do. You ever met an athlete that really knew what they wanted to do? Probably not, besides you. Most don't. When I got here, I was a business major. My dad's like, yeah, you're going to be an accountant just like me. And I was like, ew, that sounds terrible. And after my first year, I changed my major to communications. And he was so upset. He was throwing a fit. He was talking to me crazy. But I had to stand up for myself and say, this is what I want to do. I want to do something within the field of communications or around that. Now, actually, I didn't end up doing anything with communications. Now I'm trying to become a teacher and a coach. But it was the stepping stone to find out what I wanted to do and what it meant to me to do something. Because I don't want to do something that doesn't bring me joy. I was sitting in business classes bored out of my mind. Like, like what is this? I hate this. This sucks. And when I had a public speaking class, it just all felt like it made sense. Yeah, communication theory. I want to learn more about that. and I want to speak in front of people. And I want to talk to the world. And I did that for three years. And it was fun. It was great. And it was good for me to step out of that comfort zone. Because people pleasing is being comfortable. It's, a, it's very easy to have these comfortable conversations with people. But it's not easy to do what you want and have uncomfortable conversations. So I was definitely that guy that was, I was going to work a job that my parents wanted me to work because that's what they wanted me to do. But I wasn't going to do something I wanted to do. I like how you mentioned the comfort thing because I've been saying lately, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because being uncomfortable is getting you out of that comfort zone and that is where you grow. Mm-hmm. And um, you hear a lot of successful entrepreneurs and like billionaires say that. Like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to succeed. I was uncomfortable. I was broke. But now this is where I am today because they got uncomfortable and they did what they felt like they needed to do rather than what people thought they should do. And, man, 
as far as like doing that, I've been getting real uncomfortable lately. I'm not. Gonna, I'm a substitute teacher at a middle school. First of all, like, I that's not what I thought I would be doing after college. Okay, and then I applied for tons of jobs like the other day, like assistant coaching jobs at a bunch of schools, and I was like, well, I might not be qualified, but well, why not try? Like. People pleasing is that thing where you're not willing to try. You're not willing to really put yourself out there and see if people accept you for who you are. You just want to be the best thing people ever know. But you know what? You have to be the worst thing people know sometimes. Sometimes people have to hate you. Sometimes you have to be you to get where you want to go. Because if you're not yourself, you don't stand up for yourself. You never really get to express who you are. And then people really never get to love the real you or know the real you. And that's way more important than making everybody feel okay all the time. Yeah, and one last thing that I think a lot of people pleasers do, I think they apologize for everything. And I noticed that with myself. Like, I'd be like, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, even, like, walking in the hallway and, like, I'm, stay like, walking that way and someone gets in my way, I'd be like, oh, sorry. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Now I just keep walking, and if they don't move, they don't move. But, um, yeah, if you find yourself saying, saying I'm sorry a lot or are not able to say no or just really care about what others think, maybe you are a people pleaser, and maybe take a look at yourself and say, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for other people? And it goes back to knowing yourself and your why. And when you have your why... You can't let anybody stop you, you know? Don't let anybody tell you why not. Just keep going. You already understand why not if you have a why, but that doesn't mean that you have to please everyone. Your why is gonna make people upset. It's gonna push people the wrong way. Sometimes it might make you the most uncomfortable ever, but at the end of the day, that why is gonna keep you going and it's gonna make you feel good. All right, thanks for tuning in to Just Life. Um, stay tuned.